If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Calls Cloud Business Phone Service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out zoomcalls.com. That's zoomcalls.com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Oh my, oh my. How in the the world are we supposed to keep up with everything going on out there today, folks? Welcome to the Todd Huff Show. I am your host, Todd Huff. You can reach me by email with your thoughts, questions, opinions, your adoration and praise, Todd at Todd Huff Show. Dot com folks i i am uh a little bit uh, speechless as we navigate through the craziness that we have um, experienced over the weekend again um with sydney powell trump the trump pence legal team released a statement you may have Probably by now seen this, depending upon I, I say may because some folks don't really pay much attention to the news on on a Sunday, but uh, this has gone a bit haywire here, and there's some possible explanations for this. We'll wade through those as we uh, as we get through the program today. but statement yesterday, november twenty second twenty twenty from the Trump legal team. The statement is as follows. Sidney Powell is practical Trump campaign statement on legal team. That's the headline there. Sidney Powell is practicing on uh, law on her own. She is not a member of the Trump legal team. She is also not a lawyer for the president's uh, for the president in his personal capacity. Signed or uh, addressed by Rudy Giuliani, attorney for the, uh, President Trump, and Jenna Ellis, Trump campaign senior legal advisor and attorney for President Trump. This, of course, um, causes people to say, what in the world is going on here? Because just last week, or I think maybe, I guess it was last week, a little, a little over a week ago, she was announced as a member of Trump's legal team, she being... Sidney Powell. So then the question is, what in the world is going on here? And there's, of course, lots of potential explanations for this. I don't have the the answers for this. I am, to some degree, uh, left scratching my head. But, I mean, this could be as simple as, you know, folks on the legal team. I mean, there's multiple potential explanations here. I'm just going to lay out a couple of these. One is that the legal team has seen and heard enough about 
Dominion Voting Systems, Smartmatic Software, Changing of Votes, Conspiracies Involving Governor uh, Brian Kemp of Georgia, Secretaries of State, Politicians, People in uh, Former Administrations, she's listed. She's going, I mean, she's coming in hot on this. <laughs> she's coming in. She's If she delivers the good on this, folks, this will be the story this will make Watergate look like, you know, uh, just an insignificant, insignificant little ripple in the history of the United States of America. She is coming in hot. She is making incredibly audacious allegations. I'm not saying they are provable or not. She's the one that has the evidence or doesn't. So I look. So it could have been as simple as. The Trump legal team saying, look, we can't do this anymore. We can't. We're going through another process. We're looking at things like uh, executive branches of certain states, governors and the bureaucratic state uh, setting arbitrary rules for elections because under the guise of COVID, they, you know, governors and they're part of their massive bureaucratic states. They arbitrarily changed deadlines and um, rules for voting, especially as it pertains to mail-in voting, absentee voting. You know, all these requirements were waived arbitrarily. Now, there, I think, is certainly a case. I don't know what courts are going to do with this, but there absolutely is a case that says the governor And the bureaucratic state does not make election law. In fact, the legislatures do this. And when the legislatures didn't change the law and then some bureaucrat, some secretary of state or some governor or whoever, somebody in the bureaucratic state changes a rule for a state's election and that rule that was changed violates the law, it's going to – I mean it's clear cut that that is not the way that the – election was intended to be run in that particular state, be it Pennsylvania, be it Georgia, as I've heard Lynn Wood discuss there, Attorney Lynn Wood. We got some sound bites from his interview with Judge Janine Pirro. Um, so maybe the Trump legal team is saying, look, we're not going down this road. We're not going down this massive conspiracy. We're just looking at separation of powers. We're looking at whose responsibility it is to actually make law, which, folks, this goes for the COVID rules as well. In fact, I read a, what was it, Uh, something with uh, Andrew Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo this morning. Apparently, in New York City, I'm not not getting off the track here of of this election status, but I feel it's it's important, important to mention this as well. Governor Cuomo from the state of New York, Headline Fox News this morning, Cuomo calls secret Hasidic wedding in Brooklyn a, quote, blatant disregard of law. According to reports, um, there was as many, there were as many as 7,000 people who attended a wedding at the Satmar Synagogue on November 8th. As many as 7,000, that's the capacity, 7,000 people. There's videos apparently that have been obtained by the New York Post showing a large crowd of maskless guests that are shoulder-to-shoulder inside the temple, inside the synagogue. 
um, as many as 7,000 people could actually physically fit into that, uh, that facility. And so Cuomo says, if you read this full article, he goes on to say something about how these folks are breaking the law. That's what Cuomo says. The problem is, the problem is that these laws that Cuomo is referring to are governor edict. Now, that we're getting into, folks, we're getting into wading into this whole, uh, this is a, this could be a messy situation as well because legislatures in many instances, as has our federal Congress have abdicated much of their not much, a percentage of their responsibility to make law. They've passed that over to the president. Ironically, that's not the president elect. Just for the sake of keeping things nice and clean here, they've not abdicated anything over to that office yet, to the office of the president elect. They have, however, passed off some of their legislating uh, legislative responsibilities to the president. And some of those things you can make a case for. You could say, look, the president has to be able to make decisions quickly without in certain instances where there's a health crisis or a, in the case of the president of the United States, a national security crisis. We've got to be able to let the president um, act within, uh, give, him a, give him or her a little bit broader ability to solve the problems and the issues at hand. We can't confine him or her in a time of crisis to not be able to do some things that need to be done. And so if there is a health emergency or some sort of a declaration of emergency, then suddenly there might be the ability of uh, an executive, be it a governor of a state or president of the United States, give them the ability to actually uh, be able to make decisions that normally would go through the legislative process. Okay, understandable to some degree. Maybe this still needs to be, you know, fought. You know, fought out and you know shaken out as to where the boundary lines are. But it makes some degree of sense. The problem is, the problem is where then do these boundaries actually exist? Should a can a governor? How how long can a health crisis? Go on. You can say, well, this is a second spike. Okay, but we never ended the first one. Well, the first one never really ended, Todd. Okay. Okay, but things are different now. We have more cases than we've ever had, but our mortality rates have, they're less. Well, they're not low enough. Okay, but my point is, it's not a law. In my opinion, now someone out there might say, well, it is a law because he's acting under, he, Governor Cuomo, acting under the authority given to him by his state legislature once this is deemed some sort of a national or a statewide health risk, which I'm not saying it shouldn't be. I'm just saying it's not as clear cut as people say. The governor doesn't have the ability to just simply go around making edicts and decrees. That's not what we have in this great nation at its at its founding. And so that's a snapshot with COVID, with what we're dealing with to some degree in the world of election law. You can't simply, because you say COVID, you can't simply say that we're suddenly going to ignore deadlines and requirements for ballots. The bureaucratic state has 
unilaterally decided that. That's not the way that it works. These legislative bodies had time to pass these laws if they so decided. I mean, COVID was in, I mean, everything hit the fan here in March, right? So they had all the way, they had several months to get this figured out. You just can't allow an arbitrary decision made by some bureaucrat to get a, get rid of certain requirements and deadlines. Remember, that's where you can go back and you can go back in our timeline on, on, I think, Instagram or Facebook, and you can see a graphic that we posted a long time ago where I uh, spoke with Pedals on the team and said, Pedals, let's do an infographic about some of these deadlines that these states have uh, have extended for receiving ballots. This is going to be an issue. We talked about this. None of this is a surprise. We talked about this on the front side. Now the Trump legal team is addressing it from that perspective. They're addressing it from that general perspective. States made changes to election law that affected the outcome, not through the legislative process, but through bureaucratic decisions through the executive branch that was these decisions were upheld by courts but as as we're finding out or as we will find out this is eventually they think who knows quite possibly uh, possibly going to end up on the docket for the supreme court and the supreme court will make a ruling and there's any number of things they can decide so some say that this is as simple as team Rudy Giuliani, team Jenna Ellis have said, we are taking this route. We don't want to go down the route that Sidney Powell is heading down with Dominion voting systems and uh, Smartmatic and all of this stuff and these accusations. Of course, now there's a handful of reasons why that could be the case. Somebody could say that's just insane and crazy. Someone can say that's too dangerous. Someone might say we simply want to split these, make a clean break, and say that the Trump legal team is looking at these specific allegations. Poof, here they are, how states did not follow their own election laws. Sidney Powell can go and do her own thing. Maybe there's still you know, um, agreement with or partnership with to some degree behind the scenes between Sidney Powell and the Trump legal team, but the Trump legal team has said she's not part of it. Any longer, she's practicing law on her own. So maybe, maybe they are just upset at where this narrative is taking them, or maybe they just realize, hey, we need a clean break so that we can make this cleaner to communicate, so we don't have to take some of these questions that we are getting about Dominion software and all this sort of stuff. So, but there could be lots, lots of explanations for this. Sydney Powell is not not backing down. In fact, you could say she's doubling and tripling and quadrupling down. The same with Lynn Wood. I've got some sound bites from both of those. But you may be left scratching your head this morning. What's going on here? This could be something strategic. This could be something uh, strategic. I just there's there's several possibilities. One is is that they simply they think that she's taking this down a crazy conspiracy uh, conspiratorial route that they don't want to be a part of. But there could also be disagreements that simply say for the sake of communicating where we're going to keep our lawsuits and our arguments cleaner, we're going to you know branch off here. But it is certainly a deviation of where we were last week when Sidney Powell was on the stage at the podium with Rudy Giuliani, Jenna, Jenna Ellis, and the, and the rest of the team. But anyway, 
Lots more to say about this. Lots more to process. Lots more to think about here this morning. Got to take a quick time out. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk back here in just a minute. Talking about Sidney Powell and her, well, the announcement yesterday from the Trump legal team saying that she's no longer part of the legal team and just talking about a couple different possible explanations for this. I've got another possible explanation for this. You've heard, you've heard Sidney Powell um, talk about all the signed affidavits. In fact, you know what? I'm going to look at that right now. I want to... Sydney Powell on Twitter. Sydney Powell on Twitter is um I don't know if you if you do anything on Twitter. She's currently as I understand it locked out of Twitter. For whatever reason it's just not it's not clear to me, but she retweeted something over uh, maybe the weekend a couple of days ago. And I I just want I just want you to read it. So think about this. So she retweets this. Sydney Powell. Now you can say Sydney Powell. I'm not saying I agree with this, but you can say Sydney Powell is crazy now. She's gone off and is, you know, advancing conspiratorial theories that will never be proven. That they will never. Um, they're, they're they're dangerous. She's undermining our system of democracy and all this sort of stuff. You can say that. You can also say, because of her, I would I would argue, uh, stellar track record, that you could say she's not going to make these claims without having some degree of evidence. Maybe the evidence isn't as strong as she's suggesting. Who knows? But she needs to be respected because of who she is and, and how she's operated as a prosecutor, as an attorney for all of these years. She doesn't come out and make these claims and then not have the goods to back them up. So, I, But I want to read this. I want to read what she's retweeted. So just let this sink in. She actually retweet, has retweeted this. So somebody on Twitter, their handle is Praying Medic, P-R-A-Y-I-N-G, Praying Medic. And this is what Praying Medic, he or she, I'm presuming based upon the graphic it's hard to tell that this is a guy but who knows it says this what is Sidney powell's kraken here's my theory so here's his theory but think she's retweeted this she has retweeted this i just want you to think about another possible explanation as to why there's a break here between the trump legal team and Sidney powell Maybe there's not as big of a break as there appears to be, or maybe it's simply, you know, irreconcilable because of some of these things that I'm about to read to you. So, tweet, there's a series of tweets here. It's a thread, and this is what the tweet says that, that Sidney Powell retweeted on her account. It says this election fraud has been around for decades, it's well known to insiders, it's denied by the media, it's hidden from the public. The corrupt establishment that relies on election fraud didn't anticipate Donald Trump. Somehow, patriots neutralized election rigging in the 2000, in 2016, giving Trump a shot at winning. And when he did, 
four years later, another rigged election came into view. I'm not saying I agree. I'm just telling you, she's retweeted this. And you have to ask yourself why. And then you have to ask yourself if what she's retweeting here has any basis in where she's coming from, what she's stumbled upon, what this might be for, what this might mean for others um, who associate with her. So here's what he, this tweet, this thread continues here. Four years later, another rigged election came into view. Nationwide election fraud can't be done without the knowledge of tens of thousands of people. This time, many of the people who witnessed election fraud had become had become sorry, I lost my place here in the in the thread. Had become loyal to Trump. When word went out that Trump's legal team was looking for witnesses to election fraud, thousands of people responded. That's why Sidney Powell says they're being flooded with more evidence every day. In fact, she says not just is she drinking any longer from a fire hose. She says it's a tsunami, folks. You know, a tsunami, a fire hose. I've even used that expression before. I'm taking in information like I'm drinking from a fire hose or someone might say from a fire hydrant. Just an incredible amount of water with an incredible amount of pressure that's just way too much for a a human being to consume. It's overwhelming. That's a lot. But she's now saying it has shifted to a tsunami. A tsunami, as we unfortunately know from some of the tsunamis that have hit in recent years, across the globe a tsunami is when there's a massive displacement of water caused by an earthquake or some underwater disturbance like a uh, maybe volcanic activity but typically an earthquake where the you know the plates below their surface shift and that displaces massive amounts of water at a high velocity of speed it moves that water unnoticeable at depths but once you get to the shoreline that water because it's been displaced with such great force extends inland for i mean miles massive amounts it's not just one big tidal wave it is an on it's it's an onslaught of water because that water has been displaced and it's being pushed um, with a lot of force in one direction and once you get into the shallower waters around coastlines it is devastating it wipes out entire cities it it kills by the Tens of thousands in, in uh, what two thousand or two thousand and two or whenever the uh, tsunami hit the uh, South Pacific, well, actually hit a large area around around the world. There were two hundred and fifty thousand or some such number of, of deaths from that tsunami. Just an incredibly disastrous uh, force. Water, one of the most powerful forces. On Earth, she says. Now we have a tsunami. It's not just drinking from the fire hydrant or the fire hose anymore. We're now drinking, trying to take in massive amounts from a tsunami that wipe out entire uh, coastlines and cities, leave complete devastation. I just saw a picture over the weekend where uh, along Japan's coast, where they uh, a tsunami hit several years ago. There was one tree. There was one tree in a region that was not destroyed, and so they've uh, kind of protected this tree and built some sort of, I think, a monument, m- m- memorial around this tree. The only tree, everything else is barren and flat because of the force of this of this tsunami. That's what uh, Sidney Powell says we are dealing with here. So this thread continues, and I've got to take a break. There's just a couple more tweets, but he says this. He says this. Um, 
Those who doubt she has the evidence don't understand how many people I have first-hand knowledge of <clears throat> election fraud. This time, because they believe in Trump, the witnesses were willing to risk their lives, their jobs, and their safety and the safety of their families to expose fraud, all in the hope of removing it once and for all. Again, reading from this tweet from a gentleman named The Praying Medic on Twitter that was retweeted by Sidney Powell. This series of tweets, this thread. I may be wrong, he writes, but I suspect that when Sidney Powell says she's going to, quote, release the Kraken, she's referring to an avalanche of firsthand eyewitness testimony from hundreds of patriots around the country, evidence that cannot be disputed by anyone. By anyone. So, there's some other tweets I think he's added to the thread, but that was the initial thread of tweets. And she retweeted that. So you have to ask yourself, if that's the case, you've even heard Sidney Powell reference that um, some of these folks may need to be put into the witness protection program. This is, I mean, this is massive stuff. And so if that's the case, I mean, there may be a practical component that says, look, Maybe somebody on the Trump legal team says, look, I don't really know that I want to go down that route. I don't know that I really want to face the um, the consequences of something that is so massive. Or again, maybe they think she's she's crazy. Or again, maybe this is a, a strategic move to keep the two viable, as they would potentially argue, viable legal paths to President Trump fighting this, keep both of those open without... You know, combining those so that that's another thing that's been happening. You see a a court case somewhere. They've been taking a lot of questions upon about why um, they're arguing different things in different cases. Well, it depends on what they're arguing in different and different states and so forth. But there's some confusion, and so maybe they just wanted to eliminate the confusion <clears throat> and make it easier to communicate about. Or there could be something much more nefarious going on here. I'll leave that to you. <clears throat> excuse me, to decide. But I want to get to Sidney Powell and this interview on Newsmax when we get back. Quick timeout is in order. I'm going to have to take a drink. You're listening here to the Home of Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. So Sidney Powell over the weekend, and this may have been what precipitated this, um, it certainly preceded it, but maybe it was uh, this interview that led the Trump legal team to make the decision, or the who knows how this was decided between Sidney Powell and the Trump team. But this is, she's on Newsmax. She's actually doing an interview with um, a gentleman that's from this part of the country. He was on Fox News, the early show whatever they call the show that's on before Fox and Friends. His name's Rob Schmidt. Um, He has a show. He was sitting there with Mark Halpern, which took me a second to digest to see that Mark Halpern was on on Newsmax. Anyway, I I just want to play a bit of this. I'm going to play just the conversation. We're not going to play a whole lot of this. I just want you to get a flavor for what she's out there for what she, uh, Sydney Powell is out there saying. So here is her interview on Newsmax that preceded 
and maybe precipitated, meaning actually led them to make the decision to maybe that said maybe this had nothing to do with it. I don't know. Maybe this had everything to do with it. Here we go, Sydney Powell on Newsmax. And when you when you lay all this out and you're going to do this in court, uh, do you have what you think is irrefutable evidence that will that will make up the minds of millions of American people? Well, the burden of proof in court is only a preponderance of the evidence. Mm -hmm. It's not beyond a reasonable doubt. That's the criminal standard. But frankly, with everything we've got, these should be criminal prosecutions at a at a significant level for fraud and conspiracy to defraud beyond provable beyond a reasonable doubt. There are hundreds of thousands of people in our criminal system right now in prison who were convicted on far less evidence of guilt than we have here. Sidney Powell, I want you to react to something that this Republican senator from Pennsylvania, Pat Toomey, just said in reaction to uh, the district court judge's decision. The district court judge is someone who's very close to Pat Toomey. Senator Toomey says that President Trump has now, quote, exhausted all plausible legal options to challenge the result of the presidential race in Pennsylvania. Is that true? No, that's not true at all. Can you explain why the senator's wrong? begun to fight. Can you explain, though, why is the senator wrong? Well, he's wrong because Pennsylvania was one of the hotbeds of many varieties of fraud and criminal acts that the Department of Justice, frankly, should be in there prosecuting. And we're going to dump a whole lot of them into evidence in our fraud case that we're going to file in Pennsylvania. Why do you think the Justice Department isn't being more aggressive in following up on what you see? I think the Justice Department has known about this issue for a long time and turned a blind eye to it. Why, though? I wonder how much the CIA actually had a role in in starting this kind of program to begin with, to use on other countries. Why would Donald Trump's Justice Department not be interested in this? Well, uh, you know, I wish Donald Trump had as much control over the Justice Department as people think he does. Uh, it's it's taken on a life of its own. I don't think even Bill Barr has the control over the Justice Department that he would like to have because there are so many lawyers in so many different places yeah. doing whatever it is they want to do and ignoring the standards and practices that historically created the Justice Department to seek justice and not convictions. I mean, I wrote a book about that back in 2014. Uh, let me so, ask you- I mean, we've been- Okay, that's that. This is also the same interview where she says she's gonna. She has biblical. Is it biblical evidence? Um, biblical amounts of evidence against the the perpetrators of fraud here. You realize what she's saying, and and you can understand to some degree. Sidney Powell, whatever you think of the deep state and this concept that there are. People working inside of our government, this bureaucratic state, that are really that have created kind of its own its own branch, its own branch of government. Nobody really knows who these folks are. They operate in the shadows. No one's held accountable. Decisions are being made, even to the point to where, as she's alluded to here, I'm not saying you have to agree with this. I'm just saying listen to what she's saying. She's saying that this is so massive and out of control that not even the president of the United States is really in control of the justice. Department anymore. Not even uh, Bob Barr, the attorney general, is in control of the Justice Department. There's attorneys out there that are doing what they want. They're taking lead from themselves. They're they're going rogue effectively, creating a fourth branch of our 
of our government, and she's pointing, she's mentioning the CIA. Folks, you mentioned the, the CIA, and I'm not, look, this all has to be, if she's got the goods, and let's let's at some point see it, and that's what some people are clamoring for, but again, she's got it, she's making her case in court, but they also have to communicate what's going on. There's a the obligation to the American public. I see people, in fact, I saw Britt Hume over the weekend tweet out if she's got uh, she can't have it both ways. She either needs to make this case in the courts and keep these comments out of the public, or she needs to. She says it's in the media. She needs to provide provide the goods. But that's not how this works. That's not how this works. You see criminal trials all the time. Take, I mean, even take Kyle Rittenhouse. The same thing. The same thing happens. There's not every bit of evidence that's going to be made in the in the court cases is, is shared. You know, with the media. They want to defend him publicly in the court of public opinion as well. But they certainly want to first and foremost defend him in, in the court. And so you can say, well, there's there's no evidence released yet. At least they're releasing some video evidence in the Kyle Rittenhouse situation. I just picked that one at kind of at random because that's that's of course in the news as well. But the point is is, is that this is not uncommon. Um, it is uncommon in the sense that it's, it's hard for most people to take in what she's saying. If this is true, if this is true, then we have a problem of a magnitude that is beyond our wildest abilities to truly grasp and comprehend. But she's making massive assertions here. And she says she's can, she's can, she's going to prove it. She says it's just the preponderance of the evidence, but she also goes as far to say because it's it's not a criminal trial. That's the, the the weight of proof is just the preponderance of the evidence, just enough to tip the scales over the fifty percent mark, so to speak. It's it's more believable than not. But she's she went as far to say that this should be criminal in some instances. She said that there there are tens of thousands of people in incarcerated in this country on much less evidence than she's about to drop when she releases the Kraken, the Kraken on steroids, as she says. And I know this makes this makes some people uncomfortable. It makes a lot of people. It makes it should make everybody uncomfortable to think either she's, she's – I'm not implying that she is, and I'm not implying she's got the goods. I don't know, but she's either, A, crazy, or B, she has evidence to expose things that we wouldn't even dare truly dream about. So timeout is in order. Come back here. Continue our conversation as we as we navigate what in the world is going on here with this election, the aftermath of the election, the allegations, the lawsuits, the Kraken. Talk about all that here when we return in just a minute. Welcome back. You know, it's again. This is this is a lot, to, a lot to digest. A lot going on. This is supposed to be Thanksgiving week. This is supposed to be the week when you, you know, you think about turkey and family, the story of America, how fortunate and blessed we all are. One of the things I, again, this program, I owe, I owe an incredible deal of gratitude to uh, to Rush Limbaugh. He is the one that, uh, I mean, I, I, I learned and studied and 
uh, learned from and studied from Rush a long time before even daring to to do this. And um, he always tells the story of Thanksgiving. This is the time we're supposed to be thinking about families and the holidays. And some people think about Black Friday. We're still talking about the election and not just the election in general. And I, some people are still talking about, you know, they think voter fraud means that there's a, you know, you hear people say there's not enough votes. There's not enough people out there that are breaking the rules. Okay. There's not enough people out there to, to try to pretend that there's someone else and cast a ballot or to grab a few dozen ballots. Todd, that's just dealing with the periphery here. This isn't realistic. This isn't, um, this isn't what happened. But what she's talking about is much, much more nefarious than just almost petty thieves. This is a conspiracy that reaches all levels, all levels of government, if she's accurate, if if what she's saying is accurate, which she's, again, she is standing very adamantly, very firmly upon these what appear to be outrageous. They are. They're outrageous allegations. But outrageous things have happened in history before. Outrageous things have happened. I mean, you, you go back, I don't you compare it to something and you're going to get you know criticized for the comparison so I don't want to do that but outrageous things have certainly happened in history before they can happen again the allegations don't mean that they happened but neither do the denials of the allegations the evidence should take us there we've got Trump's legal team we've got the, the uh, Jordan Sekulow out there saying Monday or Tuesday they're going to file What's going to amount, that's today, today or tomorrow, they're going to file what amounts to a shocking case in the state of Florida. We've got Lynn Wood out there. I don't have, even have time to play Lynn Wood on, on Justice, uh, what, uh, Janine Pirro show. But he's out there saying this, I mean, just bold claims, bold statements. And these are folks that are, that have a high reputation, a very good reputation. Why would they take a lifetime's worth of work, an impeccable reputation, and throw it out the window unless they didn't have something that would shock all Americans. I don't know. Maybe there's an answer to that. I have not been provided that yet. But this is terrifying. <laughs> this is terrifying to a lot of people. It should get all of our concerns where this constitutional republic is in great, great peril. Got to take a break. Come back and wrap up. Sit tight. Be back in just a minute. All right, folks. This is all the time that we we have today. But there's look. This is this is nowhere near over this is um although we should be reaching the point where this begins to make some progress in the courts as far as uh with some of the well lynn wood thinks that his case will be um, potentially taken up by the supreme court potentially in a matter of several days so who knows what that looks like but lawsuits all over the place recounts audits all this stuff uh certifications, electors being selected, and all this stuff happening. But folks, we got a lot more to go. Sit tight. Thanks for listening. SDGC tomorrow. Take care.